Okay. All right. Uh, we're in the book of Numbers here. But anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump over to, uh, we just, if you, if you go back just a little bit, let me roll back just a little bit. Uh, this was um, uh, the 24th chapter of Numbers which is Balaam still. There was three chapters. Remember, the story about Balaam is amazing the, the, uh, because Balak, you know, the, the Moabite king, he wanted Balaam to do what? To curse him. Whoopee, there ain't no such thing as no curse, no curses. Well, the Bible sure think they're real, you know. It's not because they're they're into they're just shallow people back then. Remember, oh, you know, if you look at science realistically, evolution doesn't work. Thermodynamics shows it's in decline. You leave your car outside in the sunshine, does it become a brand new Mercedes? No, it gets worse. And uh, you can check your own human body, it's going down. And some people say, well, it's just age. Well, that's just things you're, you're tagging, but you're not paying attention to. It's all going down, you know. It's, it's going down. I mean, we have, or it's one thing about even our planet, you know, should show indications of how young the planet is. Our mountains and stuff, they're supposed to have been, ero- if, if it's billions of years, we wouldn't have mountains left. They would have eroded. You just think these things out your way, man. Yeah. The, the craters on the moon and stuff still have sharp edges. Should be no sharp edges, and so they'll go. Well, the moon just recently. No, <laughs> it's less than ten thousand. That's what works anyway. But anyway, now, but back to this. So this, the reason I mentioned that is because this story about Balaam here, that didn't happen. Oh yeah, it did happen too. Let's go back and and let's look in the New Testament that this uh, this story comes up. Let me get right to it. There's two places here. Uh, one is in Jude. Remember, Jude is actually uh, the Lord's brother. See, he's brother of James, but he's actually brother of, of Jesus. Oh, Jesus had a big family member that you can read, read the Gospels on your own. And, of course, historically, I mentioned this last week, they didn't want to call that book. His name was Judas. But who wants to read a book called Judas? <laughs> you know, he denied the Lord. There were several people. Matter of fact, uh, there were two in the Lord's disciples. If you go look at, uh, I think it's Mark's account. There's two Judases. Well, one of them was one that betrayed him and one was the other. But anyway, okay. So anyway, Jude here, he's actually the Lord's brother. He mentions this thing. All right, look at that. He mentions Sodom and Gomorrah. Wow. Okay. He mentions Michael, archangel there. And look at that. He mentions Moses. Well, Moses didn't really exist. Oh, while I'm on Moses, just a moment. In the book of Exodus, we realize that when Moses was, remember, he was in the, he was supposed to be killed. All the babies were supposed to be killed. You know, Egypt wanted, uh, uh, the, uh, the Egyptians wanted all the Israeli boys killed, you know. Anyway, but when he was found in that little basket by the princess, what did she name him? She named him Moses. So we have a hard time saying this stuff is not true. The, she named him Moses. Why? Because it meant to draw out. Man, these stories happened. Wow. Anyway, hard time trying to say there's, you know, we might as well go the whole length and say there was no such thing as a pyramid. No pyramids. Ah, prove it. Well, we take a little trip. There's pyramids over there. So there is a place called Egypt. Okay. Anyway, let's keep rolling here. Watch this. But back to Balaam here. Here's that story about Korah. Oh, my gosh. There's a story about Cain. God, authenticating the third chapter, the fourth chapter of Genesis. But there it is. Woe unto them. They follow the example, example of Cain who killed his brother. This is Jude 11. There's only one chapter, verse 11. And like Balaam, they'll do anything for money. That was the story with that one. Okay. Now, uh, let me back up just a little bit. Peter, we know who Peter is. Back up 2 Peter chapter 2. And he mentions it again right here. Let's see what he says. Uh, hey, boy, now poor Peter. Peter, you bozo. There 
was no such guy as Noah. I mean, come on. There was no such place as Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, yes, there were, too. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Let's see down to... There it is right there. Look at verse 15. They've gone off the road and become lost like Balaam, the son of Beor. History. History. Never happened. That's the reason it's so dangerous to live your life and, and uh, oh, you know, only part that you understand about the Bible is maybe just Christian music. Oh, watch out about that because Christian music falls in the same category sometimes as a preacher that doesn't use the Bible as his foundation. He just says, oh, this, it's all about experiences. And so you never go back and find out, did these things really become real or not? Well, yeah, they were real. They actually took place. All right, so now let's go back to Numbers. Remember, we're on the way to the Promised Land. We've been wandering out there for 40 years, but the 40 years, uh, you know, it's not taking that long in the, uh, in the book of uh, Numbers. It goes by real quick. So, all right, uh, Balaam, the talking donkey situation, it's just happened. Notice it says, while Israel was camped at Acacia, some of the young men, some of the young men began going to wild parties with the local Moabite girls. Well, what's wrong with that? It's just teenagers. Well, if you keep reading, you'll understand because this is going to be very serious. Well, yeah, buddy, but you be doing no dancing, you know. No, it's worse than that. They're going after other gods. The god of the Moabites was, well, you can look it up, it doesn't matter. Uh, but the other gods, it wasn't like, well, it's okay. It's, they, they're no such thing as another god. And they're doing terrible things. Ultimately, the ultimate thing that we keep seeing is they throw their kids to the fire. You know, human sacrifice. And like I say, the only human sacrifice we ever have is one. Praise the Lord. That ought to show you something. It's Jesus. Closest we ever got was the Lord said, he asked, remember, he, in the, he asked Abraham to offer up his son Isaac. But the book of Hebrews says that Abraham knew on the way that he said he saw Isaac raised up from the ashes. So he knew he was going to kill him and burn him and God was going to raise him up from the ashes. It's in the book of, it's the great faith chapter, Hebrews 11. Abraham went like, look, can you believe I got to offer my son? My boy, I'm already over the hill. Oh, God, I got to offer. He did it. He fully was convinced that God was going to raise him from the ashes. Amazing story. And what's so funny is Isaac, remember when they left the servants, they got close. And Isaac says, Daddy, we got the wood. <laughs> we got the fire. Where's the sacrifice? And Abraham goes, well, God will provide. So somewhere between there and the top of that hill, I remember Abraham was not no big muscular dude. He's 100 years old. Actually, at this point, he's 110. He must have convinced. Well, he must, well Isaac must have just believed. I mean, he, he, Dad, I, and he knew all the stories. He knew where he came from. Your mama way too old to have a kid, and you had one. You know, I mean, you're, you're the result of it. And all these massive blessings. So I'm sure Isaac was like, well, let's get it done. Let's get it done. Isaac was convinced too. Man. See, a lot of things we just we think, ah, it just never happened, never happened, never happened. But anyway, before when uh, Abraham was about to slay Isaac, because you had to kill your sacrifice first, he raised his knife to kill him. And you remember what happened? The Lord said, no, don't, don't harm the child. He says, now that I see that you were willing to give up your son, you know, and he said, man, I'm going to really bless you because you were going to obey me. And he said, don't do it. Wow. Okay, but anyway, so here's what happened. While Israel was camped, this is Numbers 25. While Israel was camped at Acacia, some of the young men began going to wild parties with the local Moabite girls. Notice it's Moabite girls. It's the reason. These girls also invited them. Oh, my gosh, here it is. 
to attend these sacrifices to their gods and keep reading. Soon the men were not only attending the feast, but also bowing down and worshiping the idols. Men. You know, remember Jesus said that you can't serve God and money. You know, when you put your hand to the plow, you can't look back. Remember that, you know? You know, if you don't confess me before men, I'm not going to confess you before my Father in heaven. You know, Jesus said, I'm the way and the truth and the life. There's no back door anywhere. There's only one way. So all these other things are, well, look at the rest of this. Verse 3. Before long, all Israel was joining freely in the worship of Baal, the God of Moab. Boy, and the anger of the Lord was hot against his people. Wow. Now, if you go back and you read, uh, I'm not kidding. You go back and you read uh, oh, oh, Exodus. The Lord, the reason he showed out, he said, I am going to destroy the gods of the Egyptians. Boy, he did. He wiped them completely out. Now, remember, it's because they were wiping us out. And that's what this was a problem with. This worship is all about, you know, it's not about the Lord. It's about, well, we need to have five or six volunteers to have yourself killed. Okay. Anyway, the Lord issued the following command to Moses. Execute all the tribal leaders of Israel. <gasps> now, don't feel sorry for this. Just watch. Because, see, this is how this, if you watch the kings, king one was Saul, king two was David, king three was Saul, king four was Rehoboam, and then they go, and you'll go up, down, up, down, worshiping God, worshiping other gods. And it just ruins the whole nation. It's not a matter of, they well, went out drinking. They're, <laughs> the Lord's involved with the drinking. It's not the drinking, it's the other gods. Okay, watch this. Execute all the tribal leaders of Israel. Hang them up before the Lord in broad daylight. Look at this. So that his fierce anger will turn away from the people. Wow. So Moses ordered the judges to execute all that had worshipped Baal. But one of the men, uh-oh, look at this, insolently brought a Midianite girl into the camp. Now this is so important, you know. The camp was set up only for the Israelites, you know. Remember even Jesus said that uh, when the woman that, uh, that had the daughter that was demon-possessed, he said, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. But she said, true, Lord. But even the dogs get the tr- crumbs. But you got to see, this place was set off to be holy for a reason. It was to show uh, the whole world about the Lord here. And now they bring somebody in. You talk about somebody unclean. This Midianite girl. Boy, they brought a, this guy. He knew what he was doing. Insolently brought in a Midianite girl. Midianite girl into the camp right before the eyes of Moses and all the people. And as they were weeping, this is as they were weeping at the door of the tabernacle. When Phinehas, now who's he? He's a nobody. No, he's not. Look at the genealogy. Eliezer and grandson of Aaron. Boy, when he saw this, he jumped up. He grabbed a spear. Of course, this is a fairy tale. This is Puff the Magic Dragon. No, it's not. Wow. He rushed into the man's tent where he had taken the girl. Now remember. We just read about the fierce anger of the Lord. And remember, we've already seen history already taking place too. Uh, you know, things taking place because of the anger of the Lord. And this clown just says it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ground opens up and swallows Korah and stuff. It doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's, it's all games. No, it's not. Anyway, he rushed in the man's tent where he had taken the girl, thrust the spear all the way through the man's body into her stomach. Look at that. The plague was stopped. What was going on? But only after 24,000 people had died. Wow. What was going on? Remember the red heifer? 
You know, and all these things that you go through. See, the whole nation was purified because of what they were doing uh, with these sacrifices. Now you bring in somebody else who's got another God. Remember when Joshua goes into the promised land, they knock the poop out of Jericho. And then there's a little, there's a village over here and they go, ah, just take, just take about 5,000 men over there. And they got creamed. Why? One of the Israeli soldiers kept an idol. He stuffed it underneath his, in his bag of stuff. The sin of Achan. And old Joshua, who's supposed to be the new guy, you know what he does? Oh, we should have died in the wilderness. Why'd you bring us out here to get slaughtered? And the Lord spoke and said, one of you has got an idol. Get rid of it. Boy, and then boy, everybody, they all lined up that day. And then boy, Achan admitted it. He said, and he came forward, you know. Boy, and after that, man, you knocked everything out. Okay. But anyway, so here we go. Then the Lord said to Moses, Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, grandson of the high priest, has turned away my anger, for he was angry with my anger, okay, and would not tolerate the worship of any god but me. So I have stopped destroying all Israel as I intended. Now wait, think a minute. Priest, priest, who's our priest today? Jesus. I'm telling you, he has stopped all the anger ever against you. He stopped any plague that could come after you. Man, just amazing. Well, I might be one of these 24,000 one day because I ain't perfect. There was not a blooming one of them that was perfect. None of them were. Okay. Now, because of what he's done, because of his zeal for God, and because he has made a, look at that, atonement for the people of Israel by what he did, I promise that all his descendants shall be priests forever. Wow. Okay. The name of the man who was killed, fairy tale, fairy tale, fairy tale. Can't be. With the Midianite girl was Zimri, son of Salu, the leader of the tribe of Simeon. The girl's name was Cosby, daughter of Zur, a Midianite prince. That's not going to go over too good with her dad. Don't worry. They're fixing to get creamed. Okay. Then the Lord said to Moses, there it is. Destroy the Midianites. Why? For they are, look at that. They are destroying you with their wiles. They're causing you to worship Baal, and they're going to lead you astray. You know, just have you seen with the death of Cosby. All right, boom. Next chapter, after the plague ended, Jehovah said to Moses, and Eliezer, the son of Aaron the priest, take a census of all the people of Israel who are 20 years old and older to find out how many each tribe and clan are able to go to war. Now wait, Numbers chapter 1 did this. Yes, but it's been 40 years now. And guess what? We'll get the punchline. All those have already died. I mean, they are standing at the promised land. They're fixing to go in, but Moses has to die. That's the reason the next book is his speech right before he goes in there. If you looked at it, it wouldn't take him but about two hours to read that speech. And then he goes upon the mountain and he passes away. But all of this is in the sense of next few days, next few days. Okay, here we go. So the Lord said, take a, take a census. So they did. Moses and Eliezer issued a census instructing all the leaders of Israel. The entire nation was camped at the plains of Moab beside the Jordan River, River. Jordan River opposite Jericho. See, they're standing right there fixing to go in. The tribe of Reuben. Now, I'm not going to go to these. Uh, but look at this. Oh, all this, all these group of folks. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, notice that uh, th this was the tribe of, in verse, uh, well, anyway, this was Reuben's tribe. But anyway, notice how they bring it up again that Dathan and, Ab and Abiram were the two leaders who conspired with Korah against Moses. And Aaron, in fact, they challenged the very authority of God, but the earth opened up and swallowed them. 250 were destroyed. Remember, that just happened five or six chapters before. Okay, let's keep going. So the tribe of Reuben, 43,000, we'll say. Simeon, 22,000. Notice this, ancestor, ancestor, or their dad, their dad, their dad. Fake, 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 fake. No, it can't be fake. We're getting the details. 
That's the reason you can add all these things up and go, my goodness, this was only three generations. It was actually only three generations after Joseph, the coat of many colors. Okay. And we notice this, the tribe of Judah, 76.5. Let's keep going. Issachar, 64.3. Uh, Zebulun, 60,500. There's Joseph and his half-tribe. Remember, Joseph was one of the tribes, but he had two kids. You know, those two kids, Manasseh and uh, uh, Ephraim, I think, is the other one. That's not Ephraim, which one what is. Okay. Uh, yeah, there, it was Ephraim. 32,000, Ephraim. Let's keep going, because I'm going to go to the next chapter. Benjamin there, 45.6. But look at the very tail end of this. There's tribe of Asher. Here we go. There we go. Verse 52. Then the Lord said to Moses, divide the land among the tribes and proportions to their populations as indicated by the census. Now this is about like, it's all the region of Atlanta. That's how big. You go look at the Holy Land. It's not that big. It stretches out across maybe, you know, well, you can go look for yourself. But it's, it's not, it's North Atlanta. I mean, North, even North Georgia would just, a piece of that would be about as big as the Holy Land is. Okay. Let the representatives of the larger tribes have a lottery, drawing for the larger sections, the Lord's instructed. Let the smaller tribes draw for smaller sections. These are the clans of the Levites numbered in the census, the Gergeshon, whatever the word names are. Their ancestor was somebody who never existed. Oh, yeah, they did. There they are, the Kohathites. These are the families. Now, notice this. When Levi was in Egypt, this is still talking about the Levites here. A daughter, Jochebed, was born to them, and she became the wife of Amram, the son of Kohath. They were the parents of Abraham, excuse me, of, of Aaron, Moses, and Miriam. Wow. Aaron was born, hold on, skip that. Uh, to Aaron were born, look at this, Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, Ithamar. But remember, uh-oh, those two boys got killed, didn't they? Nadab and Abihu died when they offered unauthorized incense before the Lord. Wow, okay. So here we go. The total number of the Levites was 23,000, counting all the males. Okay, now... Here we go. Look at verse 63. So these are the census figures as prepared by Moses and Eliezer the priest in the plains of Moab beside the Jordan River across from Jericho. Now, stop here a second. Back to Numbers chapter 1. They did a census. Okay? Okay? It was actually Numbers chapter 2. They did a census. So watch this. Not one person in this entire census had been counted in the previous census. See, just like the Lord said. See, they, they, they very stubbornly said, we can't go in the promised land. We just rather just die out here in the wilderness. And the Lord said, okay, it's what you're going to do. Everybody that's 20 years old and older, you're going to die out here. You know, just like you said, you know, except for Caleb and Joshua. Okay. Not one person in this entire census had been counted in the previous census taken in the wilderness of Sinai. For all who had been counted then had died as the Lord had decreed when he said of them, they shall die in the wilderness. The only exceptions were Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, whatever his name is, there, and Joshua, the son of Nun. Wow. Wow. All right, here we go. Now, next thing that happened. One day... The daughters of uh, Zelophad had came, we'll just call her Zel, whatever. She came to the inch of the tabernacle to give a petition to Moses. Eliezer the priest, the tribal leaders, and others who were there. Now just consider, look at the problem here. And if you have a problem, you need to go to the Lord. And notice when she went to the Lord, she got it. Yeah, but I'm just a woman, so women don't get Oh, really? Look at this. The names of these women were Mahala, Noah... Hagla, whatever, which is Mary, Martha, and whatever, all these names. Okay, they were members of the half-tribe of Manasseh. In other words, their granddaddy was Joseph. Their ancestor was Machar, son of Manasseh. Manasseh's son, Gilead, was their great-grandfather. His son, Hefer, was their grandfather. And wow, these people must have existed. Yeah. You keep records. Okay, here we go. 
He said, our, they said, our father died in the wilderness, they said. And he was not one of those who perished in Korah's revolt against the Lord. <laughs> didn't happen. They quit saying these things. Well, it did happen. It was a natural death. But he had no sons. Now, why is that a problem? Well, women ain't going to get nothing if you don't have a brother or you're married. So this was a problem. Oh, no. Why should the name of our father disappear just because he had no son? We feel we should be given property along with our father's brothers. Moses brought the case before the Lord. Look at that. And if you'll bring your case before the Lord. Now, I tell you this. I don't know how many saw this. But Mel, you'll see it on the way home. Famous big church on Bailey Cove. I don't even know why. I wouldn't even have gone this morning. You know, they always put the title of the message out there. The title of the message is, Why God Doesn't Answer Prayer. I'm like, who would go? And yet they get up there, and I know. And they'll start there, Lord, may we acknowledge our dependence on Thee. Wait a minute, your sign out front says, Why God Won't. I'm not dependent on Him then. It's just built into our system, unbelief. What do these ladies do? They brought their case before the Lord. The Lord replied, the daughters of Zelophehad are correct. Give them land. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, I tell you, Jesus liberates. You do realize in the third, when you go back to Genesis, you realize that's part of the curse. The man's going to rule over. It's, read it. You know, the woman's going to have trouble in, in childbearing, but you're redeemed from that. If you read 2 Timothy, it says you're redeemed from it. Okay. We always want to think, got to be pain somewhere. Come on, God, you got to kill me somehow. Why is it all about death? It's because we're not reading the Bible. If we'd read the Bible, we'd realize, praise the Lord. I got ferocious angels encamped about me. I'm going to be all right. And part of that, it says, his, remember the, the husband's his desire is going to be over you. One like, well, it just panned out. No, 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 no. Matter of fact, they were called Adam from the beginning. That's uh, uh, Genesis 5 or the end of 4 right there. They were called Adam. Adam and Eve together called Adam. Okay, anyway, oh, here we go. And remember in the, in, when he made them, he said, let's make man in our image. He said, male and female. And he did. Okay. The Lord replied to Moses, they're correct. Give them land along with their uncles. Give them the property that would have been given to their father if he had lived. Wow. Moreover, this is a general law among you that if a man dies and has no sons, then his inheritance shall be passed on to his daughters. Praise the Lord. And if he has no daughter, it shall, be, shall belong to his brothers. And if he had no brothers, it'll go to his uncle. No wonder Balaam said, man, I wish I could die as happy as an Israelite. Remember what was going on in, between the Lord and the people? Every 50 years, if you sold your land, you got it back. Every seven years, your car was paid off. Your mule, your donkey, whatever it was. You know. No more payments. Wow. And in one year, you didn't even plant any crops. Well, how are we going to eat? Hello, remember the manna? God's going to take care of you. It's just amazing. One day the Lord said to Moses, go up into Abiram and look across the river to the land I've given the people of Israel. Uh-oh, sniff, sniff, watch this. After you've seen it, you'll die as your brother Aaron did. Boy, I tell you, Moses just had it made. I mean, he just, the Lord just talked. He talks to us. He cares about you and I. But anyway, he says, for you rebelled against my instructions in the wilderness of Zen. Remember, was about five chapters earlier, God said, "Go." To, he says, speak to that rock, tell it to pour out water. Because people are going, we ain't got no water out here. Moses, the Jesus type. Oh, no, he was not a Jesus type. 
He, he called them rebels. You rebels, must I strike this rock to get water out of it? And he hit it twice. Didn't work first time. Bam, hit it the next time and water came out. So that's what this was. Notice the place of strife. He's referring to it. God, you're so confused. This stuff never happened. For you rebelled against my instructions in the wilderness of Zen. When the people of Israel rebelled, you did not glorify me before them by following my instructions to order water to come out of the rock. Wow. He was referring to the incident at the waters of Meribah. Place of strife in Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zen. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh God, look, now look what he says. Now, Lord, now here's, this is why, who cares what people say on the side of their church signs about prayer? Look at this. Oh Lord. Well, I mean, I wouldn't even open my mouth if I believed that stuff. Moses knew better. Watch this. Oh Lord, he said, Oh Jehovah, the God of the spirits of all mankind, before I'm taken away, please, no, you mean before I become dust, you know? No. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. I mean, we're all going to face that one day. I, I, I can't say I've done it, you know, but I will. But the scriptures indicate you're going to your, you're going to your parents, those that went on ahead of you. you know. You're not going to lay there in the dust. Okay, your body will, but not you. Anyway, please appoint a new leader to the people, a man that will lead them into battle, care for them, so that the people of the Lord will, be, will, will not be a sheep without a shepherd. The Lord said, get Joshua. I've heard of him. Well, yeah, you have. Of course you have. Several things you've already seen about him. Who has the spirit in him? Take him to Eliezer the priest while all the people watch. Charge him with the responsibility of leading the people. Publicly give him your authority. Now remember, five chapters, well we at chapter 27, well it goes to 34. And then it's Joshua. No, it's Deuteronomy, long speech, and then, then Joshua. But anyway, just a few days from here, Joshua's going to pull off Moses' part in the Red Sea. Remember that story? He, the, he tells the priest, as soon as your feet touch the Jordan River, and as soon as it did, Jordan River split. They put a monument in the middle of the Jordan River, and they put a monument on the other side. And Jericho was already shaking in their boots. Remember, it's not a couple of three Israelites. This is all Atlanta coming. Remember, we just wiped, they just, at this point, they've already wiped out King Sahan and King Og. And the Moabite king's breathing hard going, but God wasn't going to let them attack the Moabites because that was Lot's descendants too, was his uh, relatives. All right, anyway, so here we go. So the Lord will speak to Eliezer, that's the high priest, through the use of the Urim and, the, and, the, uh, and the Eliezer, it was like dice or something like that, okay. And he'll pass these instructions to Joshua, and this way the Lord will continue to give them guidance. So the Lord did as Jehovah commanded and took Joshua to Eliezer the priest as the people watched. Moses laid his hands upon him, dedicated him and his responsibilities as the Lord, uh, as the Lord instructed. Okay. All right. Uh, now, I, one, one little point right here you'll notice here. It says uh, it wasn't going to quite be the same with Joshua as Moses was with the Lord. Remember the Lord says he talked to Moses face to face. Wow. Wow. Now in that sense, see, Moses is a type of you and I. Because that's what we have. We walk right into the, We go get Aaron's rod. We go right into the Holy of Holies. Yeah, I'll go get it. Wouldn't bother you. The wrath of God wouldn't be on you. Anybody else goes in there, except for the high priest once a year. He was toast. Okay, anyway. Here we go. Next thing happened right here. The Lord gave these further instructions. Notice this. We're going to stop right here at 28. Okay. The offerings which you burn on the altar for me are for my food. Really? Yeah, they're a pleasure to me. Let's see what the Lord eats. See to it that they're brought regularly and offered as I've instructed you. When you make offerings by fire, you shall use yearling male lambs, each without defect. What's with the defect? What? 
that's what the word holiness is. It's not a matter of making sure. A guy with a fouled up testicle couldn't even be in the camp. What? God, you racist? No. It's redemption. We were not. Death has trailed every one of us. It's followed all of us. And it takes the red heifer story, the washing of the water, all these sacrifices. Well, let's just keep reading. Here we go. When you make uh, offerings by fire, you'll use yearly lambs, each without defect. Remember, the purpose of the lamb is so you don't have to die. You can let the lamb die. And you can still get the blessing. Praise the Lord. Sorry about the lamb, but you get these blessings. Praise the Lord. But what's happening today is we don't believe there's any blessing. We still think it's the church of hard knocks and God's not going to bless me financially and God's making me wander around and, and not know what the heck I'm going to do with my life and and reason the money's not working, reason my house doesn't sell, and reason this is not working, reason I can't find my tools. Re- baloney! Baloney. Here you go. Two of them will be offered each day as a regular burnt offering. Two of them? Here's the one in the morning, one of you. One lamb will be sacrificed in the morning, the other in the evening. Now, remember, this is for the Lord's food. Look what he says he eats. Good grief. With them shall be offered the grain offering. Okay, so he's a, he's, well, we can't say he's a vegetarian, can we? Hmm. All right, grain, three quarts of finely ground flour mixed with three pints of oil. Okay, so he cooks with grease. Okay, great. All right, this burnt offering ordained on, at Mount Sinai will be a regular offering, a fragrant odor. An offering made by fire, along with it shall be, oh, I cannot take this. I cannot take this. I cannot believe the Lord had a little Jack Daniels. Well, yeah, he did. Along with this shall be the drink offering. See, because what you do on the outside is not a reflection of who you are on the inside. You know, we get out of here. We don't, thankfully. We know better. Or if you do it, you change. You can't judge people by the outside. It's men's hearts. Okay, anyway. Anyway, consisting of three pints of strong wine. Well, it was watered down. You know, Jesus turned the water into wine. It was, it's not to say he actually made it Kool-Aid. Oh, please, 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 please. Even that miracle tells the story. The guy goes, you brought the best stuff out for last. They didn't know where it come from, but the servants did. Jesus had turned it into wine. Wow. The second lamb in the evening with the same grain offering and drink offering. So now we know the Lord drank twice. Wow. Morning and evening. It is a uh, fragrant odor to the Lord, an offering made by fire. On the Sabbath day, wow, remember that's like on Sunday, but it's really Saturday. But anyway, uh, both without defect, same thing. In addition to the regular offerings, they're to be accompanied by grain offerings. Whoops, hang on. Six quarts of fine flour with all the usual offering, all this kind of stuff. Now remember, bring it back to Jesus. Jesus is your high priest today. He's already done all these things. These things are done. They're constantly at work for you. Boy, back then, a lot of work had to be done. It's done for us today. Also on the first day of the month, each shall bring an extra burnt offering before the Lord. One ram, seven male, all without defect. Accompany them with same thing, flour, uh, and a grain offering with each bull. Six quarts of finely ground flour mixed with oil. Wow, how could we keep up with all this? Well, that was a little bit trouble in the Old Testament. Like I say, Jesus has got us covered today on all this. The burnt offering shall be presented by fire. And will please the Lord very much. Now, get that phrase. It'll please the Lord very much. Think of Jesus when he died on the cross. It pleased the Lord very much. It fixed it for us all. Along with each sacrifice, here's the drink offering again. Six pints of wine, each with a bull. Four pints for a ram. Three pints for a lamb. Wow. This will be the burnt offering each month throughout the year. Oh, God had a pint of whiskey. I'm going to hell. Nobody's reading the Bible. Good grief. Now look at this, verse 15. On the first day of each month, you shall offer a male goat for a sin offering to the Lord. (laughs) Well, who sinned? 
it covers us all. Think about the Lord's Prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. <gasps> Forgive us our trespasses. Quit condemning yourself about thinking, well, I went to bed the other night and forgot to tell the Lord I was sorry. Man, come on. <laughs> if it weren't for Jesus, we're all sorry. There's a sacrifice. Praise the Lord. There is a sacrifice. On April, you'll celebrate. <laughs> Never happened. Come on. Oh, it did. Look, away. Look how he recaps this. Now, remember, this is not Moses. This is the Lord. When the death angel passed over the eldest sons of Israel. Wow. Leaving them, look at that, unharmed. What are you going to do with that? Between here and the house, you're going to be unharmed. Between here and wherever, you're going to be unharmed. Praise God. Hallelujah. On the following day, oh, God, got to go to church. Oh, man, what a drag. What a drag. This church stuff is so terrible. Oh, is that what it says? On the next day, a great, joyous seven-day festival will begin. Praise the Lord. Wow. But no leavened bread shall be served. Remember, that's because they didn't have time. They didn't have time to cook it because God said, y'all going to the Holy Land. Y'all going to the Promised Land. Let's go. Remember, yeah, but I'm too weak. I can't go. No, the psalmist said there was not one weak one. There was, there was not one weak one among them. Feeble one among them. Mass healing. God. Anyway, no work will be done on that day. I'm going to get behind. Oh, man. <laughs> Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And what? All these things be added unto you. Matthew 6, 33. Anyway, you'll offer these burnt offerings to the Lord. Two young bulls, one ram, seven yearling males, all without defect. Now, it reminds me, when Solomon dedicated that temple, there was like 30,000 rams that were sacrificed that day. They had choirs singing, and they had... 20,000 oxen killed. I mean, it was a bloody mess. There. Why were they doing all that? They were the Lord's people. They, I mean, God's blessings was, remember the Bible says that when Solomon was there, every man had their own house. They had their own garden. Praise the Lord. Silver was so worthless, it was just scattered all over the place. You talk about the closest thing to having streets of gold when Solomon was the king right there. When David was the king prior to, David, before he died, he said, look, I got all this stuff. You know, he says, put this in the temple when you get this thing built. And he already ordered all the stuff to be put together. Where'd all that stuff come from? Putting Jesus first. What about them Moabite girls? I thought she was pretty cute and I kind of liked their pastor. You don't mess with other gods. One of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt have no other gods before me. The Lord said, I am a jealous God. The reason is that there's no gods. Remember when the Israelites later, when they lost everything, just 200, 300 years after this, right before King David came on the board, came on the scene, <laughs> they, the Philistines stole the ark. Remember that? We got the ark. They hauled off that ark and they set it before their stupid god called Dagon. Remember what happened? They stuck it before their god and they're going, they're having little services going, woo we have beat the Israelites. What happened the next morning? Think of Dagon as a totem pole. What happened to him? He fell over. <laughs> All right, they set him back up. Next morning, guess what happened? He fell over and his head was cut off. And then the next morning, they started breaking out with something up their tail ends. <laughs> Hemorrhoids. And then they had rats everywhere. And they were going, oh, my God. And then the witch doctors all said, it's because of Jehovah. we got to get rid of the ark. And that's, you can go read that story for yourself. Ah, it's a fairy tale. I wouldn't embellish any fairy tale with hemorrhoids. Okay. All right, anyway. 
Especially if it was against you. Okay, but anyway, watch this. Here we go. With each bull, there'll be a grain offering of nine quarts of flour. I'm going to stop here. There's still another group. But anyway, you must bring a male goat as a sin offering to make a tone. Wait a minute. Why do we keep having to have these sin offerings? That's what I'm saying. We're covered. We are the people of God. Praise the Lord. The same sacrifices will be offered each uh, on, on each of the seven days of the feast. Be very pleasant to the Lord. So there's a sin offering every day. That makes you wonder. Yeah, but Lord, I, I, don't, I don't remember I did anything wrong the next day. But it doesn't matter. We're covered. We're covered. We're covered. On the seventh day, there'll be a, holo, uh, excuse me, a holy assembly, uh, a holy and a, a solemn assembly of all people. And during that day, <laughs> nobody's going to work hard. On the first day of the harvest festival, all the people will come before the Lord. Remember what happens here? They bring their, they bring their tithes to the Lord. On that day, you present the first fruits of, of the new crop as grain, grain offering. There will be no regular work done that day. Remember also they said every time you go to these things, nobody's going to attack your land. That's another thing that was said in the book of Leviticus. Nobody's going to attack you. No, I said in Deuteronomy. Nobody's going to attack you when you go to these festivals. Praise the Lord. Anyway. <clears throat> These will be accompanied by your, here we go, nine quarts of flour mixed with oil, six quarts of ram, and then the usual drink offerings, of course. Here we go. Last part, let's stop right here. Also, one male goat will make atonement for yourselves. These special offerings, in addition to the regular burnt offerings and the grain offerings and the drink offerings, make sure that the animals you sacrifice, sacrifice are without defect. Remember, Jesus is what? Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world, and he was the spotless Son of God. I mean, it was praise the Lord. And he was... A whole lot better sacrifice than these were. But anyway, Father, we just thank you for your word today. Looking back at history, praise the Lord. What else can we get? If we're, if we're hurting today, if we're hurting in our bodies, look, uh, praise the Lord. You'll fix that. You fix these for these people. Praise the Lord. Those three women that came, they felt like they were, they were going to lose out on their land. They came to you and they got their land. Praise the Lord. Father, if we're, not, uh, if we're suffering financially, you'll take care of that too. And if we're hurting in any area, whatever, it doesn't matter. We just go to you. You're our great God. You'll fix it. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to leave history and track record of what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Amen.